Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the book of Yahushua, the book of Joshua. We will start with chapter 2, <clears throat> where we go off on a little tangent. Um, I say that because in the previous chapter we just read how God told Joshua, I want you to go bring the people across the um, river. And there was a lot of emphasis uh, on do it now. Moshe passed away, get up right away and go immediately and bring the people into the land. Don't dilly-dally, don't tarry, be strong, be courageous and move. And when Joshua spoke to the people, he also said, send people around the camp, announce to everyone within three days, we got to be ready, get your stuff together, let's get going. But then we recount this episode and it's not clear exactly when this episode happened. Um... It could have been during those three days. It could have been, it could have been before, and it seems. And there's no <clears throat> um, big announcement um, here. There's no clear. It seems to be ha having been done by Joshua of his own initiative, um, <clears throat> and it seems that he may have done this in a way that even the people themselves, the people of Israel, didn't know that this was occurring. Um, and there some reasons why that uh, might be the case. And uh, here's where Joshua is sending the two spies, which we're about to read about. Now, remember, Joshua himself was one of the 12 spies, the 12 spies that were sent um, when Moshe was in charge of the people back in the desert, back in the wilderness, and they were sent to spy out the entire land of Israel. And that was a very ill-fated mission um, which caused the people to sin and get stuck in the desert for 40 years. And uh, for those that recall that whole episode from the Book of Numbers, um, now, um, during that episode, the spies came back with a report, forget it, we'll never be able to conquer the land. But Joshua was one of those spies, but he said, no, we can do it. He, he and Caleb, Caleb were the two that said that no, we can do it, we can conquer the land. So it's very possible that Yoshua here did not tell anyone about sending the spies because he didn't want to scare them into thinking, oh no, that's what held us back last time. You're sending spies again? But Yoshua himself knew that it's possible to send spies if you send the right people uh, and they act appropriately, they can go for the right purposes and, um, and it won't be a mess. Yoshua is basically saying it's the action of sending the spies wasn't the issue. It was the behavior of the people that were sent as spies and the people's reaction to them. So this time he took a few precautions. He didn't tell the people so not to get them upset. And, um, and he picked the right ones, the right messengers. And we'll see based on the way they behave that that's the case. Yoshua bin Nun. Yoshua, the son of Nun, sent min hashitim from shitim this is the place where the people were camped on the on the eastern side, bank of the jordan shnaim anoshim two men miraglim as spies cheresh quietly lamer telling them the following mission so um i want you to go check out the land and jericho Yericho, which is the first major population center of the first defended city walled city that the people are going to encounter um, as they crossed the um, Yardane. So he says, I want you to check out the city. That was all their entire instructions. They didn't say anymore. Check out the city. Um, 
And Cheresh, quietly, clearly, it, uh, it would be obvious that the spies were sent and he wouldn't be announcing to the enemy that he's sending them. So Cheresh seems to indicate that he kept this quiet even from the, from the Jewish people themselves. Vayelchu, and they went to Jericho, presumably. Vayavu, Beit Ishazona, and they came to the house of a, a woman, a, a, a harlot, a prostitute, Ushma Rachav, her name was Rachav, and they stayed there, they lodged there for the night. Now, um, this, the, the, this, her profession as a, as a harlot uh, goes without any comment. There's no judgment here. There's no, the, usually when the Torah refers to a zona, there's comment about, it, it, it's, it's said in a derogatory way. It's a criticism. It's not exactly a profession that the Torah typically approves of. But over here, there's no criticism at all. Um, something to think about why that might be. Um, many suggest, um, and and I, I like this understanding, is that the in general, uh, Isha Zona is at the bottom rungs of society. She's the one who um, she um, she is the uh, uh, you know uh, generally not respected and. And, and, you know, she has to choose this profession because she's desperate and so on. And, and, and she is the most likely person to not have such an interest in keeping the city. In other words, she's the, the least loyal to the, the, um, to the great people of the city. She knows their weaknesses. She has all the dirt on all of the guys who think they're big, you know, the, the big leaders who probably utilize her services, uh, and she has no less, a lot less respect for the, the the people in the town. And because the people in the town treat her this way, she's the most likely to be a source of information. She, is, she can give the people, the spies, a lot of information, and she's the most likely to um, betray the city of Yericho because she is at the lowest levels of society. She has the least to lose when, if the city is lost. So therefore, it's a very wise decision on the part of the spies. And also, they're the least, it's the least suspicious. Two wanderers come and go visit the prostitute's house. People just assume they're going there for the same reason that everyone goes there, and they don't notice um, uh, or, or they don't make, it right, make any... Um, uh, you know, people don't don't consider it something unusual. If they were visiting, you know, some special, you know, officer's house, people would ooh, who's coming? You know, like this, it's the least attention. So it's a wise move on their part for many reasons. However, it was, it was noted, despite their attempts at going quietly and going to an inconspicuous place, it was still told said to the king of Yericho as follows, There are some men that came here tonight, and they are from the people of Israel, they came to search out, spy out the land. So the people of Yericho were clearly looking out for the people of Israel. They knew they were coming, um, which is not surprising. They just conquered the people on the other side of the Jordan, and, and everyone knew where they were heading. And the people of Yericho were waiting, so they were looking, and they saw these two men. They knew, oh, two of those Hebrews are here. So the king of Yericho sent messengers to Rachav, the, uh, the prostitute, 
Uh, I want you to send out those men that came to you, that came to your house. They weren't just innocent customers. They came to search out the entire land, not just visit your house. Her immediate response was not to listen to the king. Obviously, she knew she was putting herself in danger, but instead, but she decided to, uh, and she hid the men and she said, Cain, it's true, you're right. These men did come. But I just I had no idea where they're from. I thought they were just some wandering travelers. Um, you know, that come for the same reason as everyone else. Uh, and the, the, it was about time to close up the gates of the town, in the darkness. And those, they left. They left the gates. They left the city. I don't know where they went. They went out. Ridfu Meyer, you better run fast. Achareyem, to chase after them. Kitasigum, if you want to catch up to them, you better move. <laughs> so, so she pretended to be on their side. She said, oh my gosh, what do you mean really? They were they potential enemies? You better go run fast. Look. So this, in order to uh, uh, take the suspicion away from herself, <laughs> she, she acted as if she was all nervous and worried. So this wasn't just, wasn't just any ordinary woman. She was very smart. She understood how to play the king, how to play his officers. And Vihi, what did she do? She brought them up to the roof, and hid them under the, um, some, some uh, uh, branches of flax that were lying on her roof, presumably for kindling or something, or maybe to use to make... Uh, clothing out of the flax or whatever it was she had a, these piles of uh, bits of wood she hid them under the wood so that even if they would search her house they wouldn't find them <laughs> and the, the messengers of the king that were looking they went chasing after them towards the Jordan River uh, towards the place where people would cross the river and and as soon as the 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 pursuers went out. The gates closed behind them, and uh, um, so even if they they were to run all the way to the river, and not find them, they wouldn't be able to get back to the city, and bring the news that the people had not been found. Veima, and they, meaning the spies, Teramishkavon, before they had fallen asleep under the pile of wood where she hid them, he also aleim alagog. She went up to them onto the roof to speak with them. And she said to the men, and this is a really interesting speech, it's, I know that God is giving to you the land. That's clear to me. I know, you know, I'm being smart. I realize that we don't stand a chance against you. And I also know that our morale is gone. We, the people here in Yericho and the people in this land, we are afraid of you, we're scared of you, we're frightened. And, and this is a very strong world, word. And, the, and we are shaking that the, the people of the land are shaking and scared to death, literally, because of you. Why are we so afraid of you? Because we heard, we heard what happened. We heard this, this incredible miracle where God dried up the, the, the sea of reeds in front of you, when you were leaving Egypt. 
We learned what you did to the two kings of the Amorites, Asher Be'evrayar, didn't live on the east side in that land, which is going to be settled, or is already settled by two and a half tribes. Ruven, God, and part of Menasheh, to Sichon and Og, Asher you destroyed them. So we know your God is with you, and we know your powerful warriors, you destroyed those kings who were the ones. They were standing in the way of between you and the land of Israel, but you conquered them. So, number one, God performed this great miracle for you, and number two, those great kings were destroyed. Vanishma, and we heard about it. Vayimas levavenu, and our hearts have melted. This is just a saying. Uh, our morale is gone. There isn't any more strength in any of the people here from before you. They don't have the strength to fight. They're not going to be able to fight you. So I know that you guys are going to win. Because your God, He is the God in the heavens above and the earth below. So here she's saying that we understand that your God is not just another one of the pagan gods. Your God is the one that rules over everything. She's already getting the beginnings of the idea of monotheism. Vi'ata, and now, li I want you please to swear to me by God, because I have done something kind to you. I want you also to do for me and my family, with my family, chesed kindness, I want you to give me a sign of truth, a, 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 a true sign. I want you to give me a sign that, that, that demonstrates to me that you really will be kind to me and my family and spare us the fate of the rest of the people of this town. I want you to allow to live. This is verse 13. My father, and my mother, and my brothers, and my sisters. And everything that they own. I want you to save our lives from the fate of death. And the men said to her, Our own lives. Will uh, will go instead of you for that for death. In other words, um, we will defend you to even die ourselves defending you. As long as if you don't um, if you don't um, uh, divulge our mission, you know, when we leave, if you don't go and say yes, these two men were there, and you make sure that the secret remains, um, and you keep the secret. We will keep our word and protect you with our lives. And then it will be that when God puts in our hands this land, and then we will do with you kindness and truth. We will be true to you. We will keep our word. And what happened? She apparently lived in the walls of the city in a especially vulnerable place, being at the lower rungs of society. She was living in the wall of the city. Um, she lowered them by a rope through the window, because her house was in the wall, and she lived within the wall itself. And she said to them, run towards the mountain, because she knew which way the other people ran. So this, because this way, if you go towards the mountain, 
the the runners who ran presumably on a road um, that it was not in the mountain area uh, uh, lest they meet you so go to the mountain so they don't meet you and catch you you can hide there in the mountain for three days because that's about how long it will take for them to go all the way to the Jordan and back and after three days you can go on your way and you can be guaranteed that they won't catch you and the men said to her um we will be um, uh, clean. In other words, we will not be bound by this uh, from your oath that we, well, we made to you if you don't fulfill the following condition. In other words, we swore to defend you with our lives, but you need to do this following condition in order for us to fulfill it. And what is that condition? Verse 18, We are going to come into the land, you know, it won't be long, we'll be here. And when we come at Tikvat Chut Hashoni Hazeh, this um, red rope, Tikshari, um, uh, in other words, that you're using to lower us from the window, Tikshari Bachalon Asher Horatenu Bo, um, well, that's not necessarily the case. It could mean uh, just a, another red red uh, rope or ribbon. Tie in the window, Asher Horatenubo, from that window which you uh, lowered us from. And your entire family to to bring them all into your home. So we'll know the, this window marks the room in which your entire family is present. And it will be, whoever leaves the doors of your house to the outside, his blood is on his head. He's responsible for his own life. He must stay in that room. And we will, will, not, we will be absolved of having to keep this, this oath that we made to you. And everything that remains with you in the house, Domo Biroshenu, his blood will be in our hands. In other words, we are responsible to protect everyone that is in that room, lest any hand come against that person. So in other words, that's one condition you need to fulfill. They have to be in that room and you have to mark the window. Right? And further, if you do divulge our mission, and this secret that we have given to you, to you of the red ribbon, we will then be absolved from the obligation of keeping this, this, this oath that we made to you. And she said, Just like you said, that's how it is. And she sent them away, and they left. And she tied the red ribbon in the window. And they ran and they went the mountain by and they stayed there for three days so this is how it, because of the timing here it's clear that Joshua Yoshua had sent them before he told the people to get ready to go to the Jordan which Joshua must have sent them beforehand because because it, it would have taken them three days um to get to the, they had to get to the town. So, I mean, if it's Shavuah road from the runners that went to the Jordan and back, right, took a total of three days, right? So that means it took them a day and a half to the Jordan, a day and a half back, right? So these 
spies, it had to have taken them at least a day and a half to get from the Jordan to the town. And then they stayed overnight. And then they were in the mountain for three days, right? And then they had another day and a half back. So it would have been at least six days. So um, so Yoshua must have sent them before the people were told that they're heading to the... Um, uh, 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 on this on the on this mission, so by road from and the and the runners the searchers had searched the entire road. This is important in terms of the road, but not the mountain. Just like Rachav had assumed would happen, and therefore they didn't find them because they were hiding in the mountain. By and the two people returned. The two men returned and they came down from the mountain. By and they passed over the river. By and they came to Joshua Yoshua Benun. By and they told to him all of the things that had happened, everything they saw in Yericho, and so on. And the main thing is we'll find out by Yoshua. The main piece of news they had was not. Presumably, they also had information about the walls and how many defenders there were and how many weapons they had. But the main piece of information was not so much that, as important as that is, but they knew that God has given the entire land into our hands. And also, all of the people of the land are frightened, scared to death of us, and they understood when they saw that the morale or the lack of morale of the people in the land, they knew for sure that victory would be in their hands. That concludes chapter two. Thank you so much for studying chapter two. Looking forward to studying more chapters with you together. Have a wonderful day.